This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and a little bit of love goes a long, long way. Welcome to Sissy That Pod, the podcast that unpacks all things RuPaul's Drag Race. And today, James and I are going to be discussing the Meet the Queens of UK Season 3. So what you're going to hear is actually the audio of an Instagram Live that we both did over on our Instagram page, at Sissy That Pod, uh, where we unpacked the new queens sashaying into the British workroom. Uh, we interact with some of you guys who joined us and asked us questions. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and if you want to head over to Sissy That Pod and watch the video there, go ahead. Or if you're like keen, I'm busy, I've got stuff to do, I can't be looking at a phone screen, I want to listen to it here then no worries, I've got you covered. Uh, before we get into it though, just want to remind you that if you want to support the show, you'll be invited into the Workroom, which is a premium series where we unpack the international franchises of Drag Race. So we're currently covering Holland, reviewing Canada when it comes out in October, and we'll also be reviewing season four of Dragula as well. So if you love all aspects of Drag Race and you don't want to just hear us cover UK and US and All-Stars, head over to the Workroom, you'll be supporting the show, you'll be keeping us fed, and we will be thoroughly appreciated. So let's get into the Instagram Live now for the Meet the Queens of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3. Do you like my, my, my gorgeous surroundings? I'm finding it hard to see it. Just it's over there, me this... we've got my, Ro- my Romeo and Michelle poster that I'm obsessed oh, with. Oh, lovely. Yeah. The pink light is giving me a bit Amsterdam, to be honest. Well, that's, it's, my, it's my own personal little red light different district, you know? <laughs> Do you get much business in, in the rural land that you're in? <laughs> <laughs> More than you'd expect, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> I mean, if you want to afford that house, you need to, like, hustle where you can. You do. Joe, Joe was really rude. I was joking. I wasn't really joking. I was like, Joe, in another life, I definitely would have set up an OnlyFans account. And my boyfriend was like, Well, you wouldn't make much money. Isn't that rude? I mean, certainly from your boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> he just wants to, he's gaslighting you, Keen. That's you, true. Are, are you, I'm sure you'd yeah. make an adequate amount of money. <laughs> he's, just, he's like nagging me so that he he doesn't think I'll think it's a good idea going forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do a poll later to see whether people would sign up to your only fans. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would potentially be more successful than our uh, <laughs> more successful than, than our, our lovely um, bonus, our bonus you know, content. Our well, maybe, you know, if we start losing subscribers, we might have to resort to extra, you know, income revenues, you know. Well, that's exciting. Exciting new feature of the sissy.pod um, <laughs> world. <laughs> um, so we're here today to chat uh, season three of UK. It's nice to think the season two is this year. I, yeah, it is. Uh, it's insane and intense that we've had. We, well, we were just talking about this, but we've already had five new... Uh, drag queen um, we've already had five new like drag queens of the world and now we're going to get a second UK one in the space of uh, in the space of this year already in the space of this year you know that's one thing the pandemic was, did not kill off no absolutely not and to be very good feel that for Lawrence Cheney which is like just as restrictions ease it's like yeah. oh we winner see you later I know I mean poor poor him and also, to be fair, for poor old Lawrence, like Bimini kind of like stole that thunder, even got the book deal out first, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're the true winner in our heads, why isn't I collect pets for Lawrence Cheney? Wonder when the TV show was out, Lawrence Cheney, 
you know, takes on. I forgot about that. Oh my God. I don't know if anyone, um, anyone watched the Vivian's one on, wow. It was shockingly bad. I think, I feel like Lawrence is probably a more natural performer. So maybe it might be a bit more entertaining, but also maybe it won't be. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know how good of a performer you need to be to make those schlocky jokes work and to pretend like there are just all these scripted, stupid scenarios. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to meet. Bruce the Lanch for and have a chat. Have to make While he's pretending to be a masseuse, <laughs> and then like that whole that whole gimmick of like everyone having their side hustles and everyone having their kind of like that this additional jobs. It didn't really work, did it? Yeah. Um, your man Daniel Franzine was it Daniel Franzine? Fr- Franzese. Yeah, Mean Girls guy. Um, yeah, Damien. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. he did that part what like over a decade ago, and he's still dining out. And I said, "Well done to him." <laughs> yeah. I mean, to he was fair. charging was twenty pounds for a meet and greet at DragCon UK. Everybody, that's a bargain, though, isn't it? No. <laughs> I mean, well, how much is it? To, like, surely it's like a hundred to meet most of the queens. No, no, it was like, like I think it was like. If I remember correctly, like most of them had an arrangement where you had to buy some merch. So you, you paid like 30 quid for like a t-shirt and then you got a photo of Blue Hydrangea. Um, and no matter who you signed up for, it was Blue Hydrangea. No, um, I think it was like, it was like, it, it was between 15 and 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 like, and 40. Like it wasn't mad expensive. But he was, I he was, you were he talking. was in the downstairs bit where I got my free photograph with Serena Chacha. All Star Six, Rina Chacha, free photograph. There you go, and he's charged twenty quid. Because I thought it'd be like twenty euro for a photo, you know, a hundred for a meet and greet thing. So that's why I thought it was cheap. But you know, I've never been to DragCon, so there you go. Um, talking about season three, we're going to chat to the queens we saw in the Meet the Queens. We've had some time, I guess, to watch them, and I only watched them today for the first time, so I want to be fresh. Um. Let's. Let, I know she's not first in our running order, but let's just kick off with Victoria. And we're going to have an issue now with the name here. Is it Scone? Is it Scone? We're going to stick to our Catholic ways and just say Scone. Well, that's no, I'm going to say Scone, and I'll tell you okay. why. Because well, I would, if I were, if I were sitting in Beauties, I would order a Scone. But she called herself Victoria Scone, and I'm going to be respectful of the the chosen pronunciation because I assume it's a pun of some kind that I just don't get. Maybe. Like, oh, it is. Victoria's gone. Um, that wouldn't be a very good pun, would it, though? No. Especially <laughs> into a competition show. I also don't think it's really a pun, either. Like, it's just a statement about Victoria being gone. <laughs> well, you say Victoria Sponge, I guess. I don't know. I, I just feel dirty when I say it's gone. So I'm going to try to stick with Scone, see how it goes. Okay, um, that's, that's like, fair. Like, are we going to say... Chorizo, like Spanish might say it, or are we saying it chorizo? Well, chorizo, like Teresa. Well, let's make it rhyme. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Someone here is is assuming that that Victoria is gone is gone in week one, and I have to say, I have a fear because, like, it's not really fair for like it's not really fair for poor Victoria coming into the competition, but she kind of has the the Gottmik kind of like mantle of like. Now 
the like the the sort of the fate of all AFAB performers are going to be um the fate of all AFAB performers are going to be kind of like resting in your hands and you have to do really well in order to prove to a load of people on the internet that it's like valuable having you on the show. And I think like I I have a fear that she's not I don't I don't know that she's as dynamic a performer or as interesting a character as Got Mick. But I do think it's about time that we like I hope that it's not just that like if she comes on and doesn't do super well and doesn't make it to the finale and become a beloved person by all, that suddenly everyone's not going to be like, okay, that's fine. We tried, we tried AFAB reformers and now off they go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that is a, a, a possible fear. I think she'll be fantastic. I think she's so campy and funny. I loved in the other promo, like the video of her, her like pool ball yeah. look that she had, I thought was fantastic. I think she has everything it takes to do really well. Yeah, no, um, Sarah Bell just said that just by being there, she has proved enough. I think she absolutely has proved enough. I just think that we live in a time where people sometimes just kind of, they they kind of, you get one chance to prove that something is true or not true and then they will dine out on kind of like a, so by being there, so for all the other queens, just in the way I would say the same for Gottmik in season 13, just by being there, Gottmik had like proven their value as a performer and like, you know, their ability to perform at that level. But there was going to be a center or a corner of the internet who were going to, if Gottmik didn't do well, say, see, we told you, trans mask people have no place on Drag Race. Um, yeah, but Gottmik did well and so will Victoria Skonsko. But also you are correct that an AFAB queen doing mediocre would be proof that they don't have an imaginary advantage. Absolutely. So go in there <laughs> and leave first. Victoria so it's win-win, basically. That's into bed. That, that the, the idea that like having a waist and breasts somehow give you, gives you some sort of imagined advantage over yeah. the rest of the queens who are there. No, it's good. I, th- I think she's good. I, I'm really excited. She's the one I'm most looking forward to out, out of all of them. Um, yeah. And it's, it was, it was, I don't know, maybe I'm just really naive at this point, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that there was still like a reasonable amount of discourse being like so unfair that she's there. Like, I was like, come on guys. Mm, yeah. I like, I mean, yeah, I, I saw that like obviously around it happened. It's been well, there's like very little new you could add to that particular conversation. Cause it's, it's like mm-hmm. happened so thoroughly online. But I did think that like, it was, you know, it was pretty disrespectful, particularly like, you know, I think regardless of her her um, her sexual sexuality, you know, she is deserving of a place in the show if she's a a drag performer who like you know is is performing at that level. But like it, a lot of it was kind of like this belongs to the gay community and just like erased the fact that she was a lesbian. So it was like. Hmm. You know, that's like even like just that stage of kind of like we're not even we're going to just like dismiss this entirely and, and like you know ignore the fact that lesbians are basically doing all the work for us in the gay community anyway. Yeah. Did you actually look up how old she is? I'm going to guess, um, what age is Kim Woodburn? <laughs> She's in her 50s, I think. Yeah. Kim Woodburn is definitely not in her 50s. He's well older than that. Maybe as well. 60s. Anyway, no, okay. I, just because she has a very Kim Woodburn vibe, I, I was uh, I was giving that age. But I got to guess like 27 but looks yeah, older. exactly twenty seven. <laughs> but I, I was getting like thirty seven off or more. So, like, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, she definitely like she, she looks. But you know, she'll look thirty seven until she's about fifty seven. So she's looking. 
Yeah, that's the gift. And she I wouldn't necessarily say that she looked 37. It was just more the energy she gave off. Was there was a lot of people in this cast giving off like Kim Woodburn vibes, though. Like there was a lot of people who were sort of, um, there was a lot of people who were kind of doing that sort of like, oh, sweetie, darling, that kind of uh, mm-hmm. thing. And I'm hoping, because actually that's the other thing I was going to say about the cast overall, was that there's kind of a, um, like a Brit school kind of young performing former arts like all talking about their work on the West End and stuff like very heavily a lot of them are like that and I think that that could get really really annoying like this sort of fame academy vibe like I, I would not be interested in having a in having kind of a series of like a series of that I want a bit more diversity in it. and there was a couple of them there that I was just like oh god yeah I thought it was weird there were some of them that based on their name I was like <laughs> But then they actually turned out to be kind of interesting. And then there was, yeah, I don't, they all had something, I think, to say. I think, and we'll go to the more individual one by one, but I think oh, having only one person of colour is, is a joke. Like, what's going on now? It's 2021. Yeah, yeah. Like, that has been, a, like, there's been a relatively low, like, there hasn't been great representation in that way on the UK series since season one. Like, there... Even season one, there, there was only... Like Vinegar Strokes. Yeah, Vinegar Strokes and then then Tate Nastina in the last series. And mm. yeah, like it, it is unusual. And I, I wonder if, I think, were we talking to, um, I, I don't know, like, were, were we talking to, um, was it Lynn Fussell who said that mm. kind of like the problem was that an awful lot of kind of like, like a more diverse performers aren't applying for the show. So they're kind of make their casting it based on who's applying rather than necessarily them not casting people of colour it's that they just aren't getting a huge number of, of performers from that background um, yeah disabled performers which they could never get in the background I mean that's like yeah you're absolutely right about that I mean it is sort of like people get very you know people get very caught up in like kind of the specific types of things and can, like have a lot of opinions on who should or shouldn't be on it but it's really um, it is like if we're going to start talking about diversity and start talking about kind of the need to like represent everyone on the show, then you need to be like throwing the net a bit wider and trying to find ways to include as many people as possible. Yeah. And I think you'd have to kind of redefine the show from Rue's point of view, because Rue still is obsessed with the whole female impersonation, you know, and it's all about tucking your dick. Um, Well, actually it really isn't from uh, from what I think. Yeah, Let's jump into Queen's Kitty St. Clark's. Kitty Scott Claus, excuse me. Um, I think she's one of my favourites. Straight off the bat, she was the first one in the Meet the Queens. Uh, I was thinking, you know, when it comes to UK, all you're worried about is who's going to give a good caricatona. I think she could give a great caricatona. I, I, I mean, I hope so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go full on Louis Walsh here and say that <laughs> Kitty Scott Claus is a young Darian Lake. <laughs> she looks like a drag queen. She sings like, like a drag, drag queen. queen. She sings like a drag queen. <laughs> um, um, but I, I thought, yeah, fun flirting camp. I really enjoyed her performance. I liked her kind of energy. Um, yeah, and and like gave us lots of imp- lots of impressions. So I think that kind of would make will will I think will be good as uh, will be good for like the likes of snatch game. But then I think we'll have yeah. a lot of personality and also was able to like. Like I, I like when, because I like when 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 queens acknowledge the areas where they're not particularly strong. So I think that she acknowledged the fact that she didn't like she wasn't really able to dance in her thing. Um, and I just was like I think that's good because it's like 
that's a well-rounded queen who understands where they have strengths. Well, then you get to some of them who are very much like, oh my God, I'm the best at everything and I'm this and I'm that and it's just a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also she said something which I have always said that people sometimes argue with me, which is bubbly is code for plus size, right? Yes, it is. I only realised that that's now she was talking about because I... (laughs) Because she did a big fake burp afterwards, and I was like, "Is that what that?" <laughs> but yes, no, obviously. <laughs> well, like people say, a "bubbly, jolly," and there's another one. I'm like, great "That's smile. just poetry. you've got a great smile." <laughs> oh my god, a great smile! <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited for her. I think she'll be the narrator of the season and she could even win it. So look yeah, to I, her. I think so as well. And I think that like I was watching the watching them back and her little clip was like about, you know, two minutes long where the rest of them were kind of like more around a minute. And her like she, there was a lot of her talking, um, which I uh, jovial. Another one. Very jovial. All very round sounding words, you know. Jovial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charity um, Case is next. Uh, they're like Manchester via London. Obviously, very creative from the look. I think they might struggle in front of the judges, in front of Rue and Michelle, to be like, I don't really get it. That's what I'm worried about. And I kind of felt like how they were pitching themselves was more for Dracula than for yeah. Drag Race, I kind of felt. Yeah, I got that impression as well. Like, I felt like the, they were very much honing in on that, like, horror goth gore from their from their look. And they were talking. I, I sort of got, like, a... Do you know when someone's, like, overconfident because they're a, bit, a little bit nervous? Like, I picked that mm-hmm. up. And also, okay. like, I could imagine... Like, the look is... Like, that look is amazing. The one for the the, the, the dragon. And, I'm, I'm like, from, from, from looking at their Instagram, they do these spectacular makeups. But I can't imagine like how you would be able to achieve that same level of polish when you've only got the same amount of time. And like as, as like the other queens, it's just like if that's the real skill, you know, that there's a concern that maybe she won't be able to present herself to the same extent that she would have been able to if you had more time. But yeah, I yeah. I, I I also think that that they're kind of coming in with like they're coming in with one of the higher profiles, like probably like okay. being one, of the, one of the like more better known like Instagram queens. So yeah. I think that like, yeah, I, I I would not be surprised if Charity Case was among the first to go. That would be my yeah. um, thing. No. There also, there is, there is, there is drama about Charity Case that I can't remember, that I looked into and should have remembered, but I can't remember what it was now. So then you bring it up so that people are disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you're expecting <laughs> us to address the Charity Case drama, we're not going to be, because I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are um, apology issues. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll Google it afterwards uh, and we can discuss it on the show. Scarlet Harlot is next from London uh, 26. Um, she seems like real West End Wendy, someone who I think could give Veronica Green a run for her money. I quite liked her, even though I did feel she was kind of holding back. Racist tweets when she was 16. That's what it was, yes. Um, but... Apologies, um, the, the, God, the, these drag queens, really, delete your Twitter history. Anyway, uh, <laughs> or don't be racist. They're your two options. Yeah. <laughs> Probably go for the latter. Um, <laughs> yeah, beautiful, sc- scattered and kind of charming was the vibe I got. I, I don't remember them being in the Ab Fab movie. I'll, I'll go back and watch that. 
Really, the only bit of the Avatar movie I remember is Kate Moss walking out of the ocean and running into Jean-Paul Gaultier with the the metal detector. I just remember Rebel Wilson being the air steward on the plane. So basically, Scarlett Harlot didn't stand out there. (laughs) Well, I was drinking in the cinema, so I don't know, my memory's been blurry. Um, yeah, I, I liked I, I liked Scarlett Harlett's look as well. I thought that she was beautiful, um, and I think that there was like a very natural charm there. Uh, it didn't mm. feel forced, which some of the later ones there was kind of a, a feeling of sort of like there was sort of a sense of kind of like this personality was being projected to kind of be bigger than they actually are. Um, but yeah, so I, I would I would see Scarlett Harlett doing well. I mean, Scarlett Harlett, Vanity Milan. Christopher Versace all sound like drag names created by an online drag name ge- generator. It's like put in their birthday and it randomly generates you two sort of <laughs> drag adjacent words and it gives you a name. That's like Vanity Milan. Yes, I actually would agree. There is a lot of just sort of, yeah, kind of like I went on to like a thing and my like date, my date of birth and my like, you know, star sign mixed together. Mm-hmm. And maybe, yeah, I, I, I could see that. So we're, we're losing that creativity in the in the drag name department as people rush to make up new ones in order to apply for the show. And I find myself like being incredibly judge like judging them purely by their name to be like that's bad she's gonna be boring and then be like oh she's kind of interesting i quite like her because <laughs> she comes from jamaican heritage i kind of thought she was quite fun unique um and i think she will bring a really interesting perspective if she talks about that sort of jamaican british experience which is really important and the history there i think would be really nice and i might be able to tap into some cultures that some of the other queens don't be able to so i think that'd be fun yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I thought that Vanity Milan seemed a little bit bland. <laughs> Vanity Milan bland? Yeah, so yeah. I wrote there, we've loads of drag queens with Scarlet and Crystal, please. Yeah, I think there should be there should be an audit, I think, and there needs to be a bit of a rejigging, you know? Yeah, we need to we need to get rid of, you know, the Scarlets and the Crystals and the O'Hara's and the Davenports. They, they need to, you know... Yeah. That, I mean, Scarlet Crystal Davenport o- O'Hara would be the, the the Uber drag queen. But uh, no, I I I I didn't really get the I I was I found Vanity's piece a little bit a little bit bland, and I think it okay. was just the like I I don't as well like I think that sometimes the queens who just started like really just started possibly like I, having just done it for a year, particularly when that year you've just done it for was you know the pandemic where there was no ability to perform you know mm. like it just I, I just am like how would you prepare yourself for that um but I, I I'm I, I like I often take again a, a queen and I'm just like you seem boring from the from the promo and then fall in love with them so please vanity let me let let you be that queen <laughs> did you take again treats of me no, I love her. I think she's brilliant. Hate her makeup and her hair was terrible and her outfit was really cheap, but she had like the best. But <laughs> um, <laughs> she had the best energy. But it didn't take against her at all. I just hated everything I looked, everything I saw. I know. <laughs> uh, I thought she was so much fun. I like. I absolutely loved the energy. I thought that she was just she, like I. I yeah. I I really enjoyed her performance. I just thought she was great. Uh, I'm very excited for her. Um, 
even if I think that like looks maybe kind of like she'll be in that same mold as like um, Poopy Poisson or whatever her name was from from mm-hmm. Spain of kind of being campy and fun and clever and witty, but looks will be the issue. Yeah, no, I thought she had a great personality. Again, a possible another narrator, um, and had that expression like "I'd rather be dead than basic," which I thought was kind of fun. And I think she might be able to bring in an interesting. Brexit narrative to the whole thing to be like, you know, this is what it was like coming from abroad and now not being part of the EU and stuff. There could be an interesting point of view there, which I'll be interested about. And it's our first sort of international, so to speak, queen on the franchise. So it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out. Um, Drag queen name generator, queen number two, Christopher Sachi. This (laughs) gave me Gothy Kendall. Very much. Love your look, though. I love that kind of like, you know, the, the harnessy kink look. I thought that was really good. Like, so very, very young. And she was, like, again, one of those queens who was like, oh, I'm really goofy, but I'm also really fierce. And I'm, like, I'm a total sweetheart, but I'm also a total bitch. And I'm, like, also really nice, but I'm also horrible. Like, they sort of, like, maybe hasn't fully defined their personality, is very young, enthusiastic, just to be, like, all of the buzzwords. Um, So... I thought that like the, their look was one of my favorites overall out of like all of the 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 these sort of like reveal looks. Um, but I wouldn't be holding much hope for for them making an impact in the competition. Yeah, I thought they're either going to go one or two ways: Gothy Kendall or Ellie Diamond, and we'll have to see. I mean, and both of those are equally sort of no. It shouldn't be so mean. Ellie Diamond did very well. Yeah, she did. Um. No more to say, I don't think Victoria's gone. Electra Fence, then she, the main thing I took from her was I think she's going to be a great lip syncer. If she's ever in that bottom two, she's going to turn it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that the, the look was really fun as well. Like, I liked the kind of the like going heavily for a concept, like, really, mm-hmm. like, heavily for a concept uh, and, and then living with it. Um, and yeah, had, had like a load of energy and obviously like massive performance capability. So yeah, I think that she'll be great. And I think if she can harness that and like kind of, you know, use it to apply the energy and the enthusiasm she has to the challenges, she could be really, really, really a strong competitor. Yeah. No, I think she could be good too. And I it was funny that she was like, you know, she did some panto work with Darren Day, which just thought was funny. That could give us some interesting Jabba Collins throwback quote. <laughs> yeah, she intrigued me. And so did Ella Bidet, uh, who was up next. I just thought this is a very confident, seasoned queen, incredibly versatile. I just like pretty much the first thing I wrote down was top four material. Yeah, Ella Bidet is beautiful. Uh, and the, but Ella Day was also the one where I kind of was like, mm, is this Drag Race or Fame Academy? You know, I, I don't really need someone listing off their, oh, I'll just tell you what, I, I was on this and I was on that and I was on this. And it's like, again, I don't know, again, like drag, like there's so many different aspects and elements to what drag is and like, you know, what like makes a drag, like, like what, like what a drag performer needs to do. So this kind of like, oh, I'm a drag performer who's on the West End and I'm going to make kind of that like elevate me above. I was a bit like, mm, not so sure about that. But I definitely think we'll go very far. Like, I kind of think yeah. maybe like, you know, Brooklyn Heights kind of a kind of a vibe. Accomplished. 
I don't really mind the listing of the CV. Like, I think it's better than Crystal Versace, which is like, I'm cute, but I'm also fangy, and I'm I'm tough, but I'm also soft. And it's like, you're just listing adjectives here. Like, I'm not actually getting any aspect to you. I'm not getting your point of view. Whereas at least through the CV, I'm like, okay, these are the jobs you were booked for. So obviously people think you're good. Mm-hmm. That's it. But well, actually, just from now on, let's not bother with Meet Queens. We just won't get links to their LinkedIn. And we <laughs> Send us a headshot on the CV, please, and we will produce it. That's it. 19-year-old Anubis from Brighton. What do you think of her? I loved her. Seems so older than her, like so much older than her time. Like kind of like 19. Like I couldn't believe when she said she was 19. Like honestly, like, like, ugh. But I felt like extremely confident, loved the character that she had, the kind of like old wizened woman, kind of very Joe Black vibes. Uh, the mm. look I thought was really clever. Um, I liked the big finger thingies. But yeah, basically one of my favourites. Yeah, I was getting like the hints of Ginny Lemon off her, just that sort of wacky sense of humour. I think it could be fun. Has been working in the music industry since they were 13. I was intrigued by that. They were what, saying it was like Billy Piper dads. or something? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Really intriguing, I is the main yeah. takeaway from them. I'm not sure they'll get to the final, but I'm interested to see what they're going to bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, River Medway was next, 22 year old from Kent, 50% British, 50% Singaporean, 100% cross dresser. I felt lacked personality on camera. Mm, yeah, I love the look, but I do wish the collar had been like a bit stiffer because I know there was like kind of a butterfly wing thing going on, but I, I just think that it, because it looked sort of floppy. Um, I, I thought that they came off as being, yeah, not massively confident and like didn't, I don't know, they didn't make a massive impression on me. Like the main thing I remember was like the butterfly wings. Um, but so they, I thought they did look very well though. Yeah. No, I think they did, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I was, I was struggling to see how they'll do in some of those personality challenges. And look, maybe, you know, they just had a bad day to meet the Queens and they'll find their feature at the show. But yeah, I don't know. It, like, meet the Queens, it's very hard to judge, you know, someone's whole career based on one look and one minute bit of conversation. So all I kind of look for is, I guess, confidence in the camera. And I didn't see it for her. So we'll have to see. Um, Veronica Green, who I've written down in my notes as Victoria Green, is the last queen. And she's actually the oldest, which surprised me. Um, Going from Gollum to Gorgeous. Exactly. Um, And I thought the fun pun on COVID variants there with her as well, to be like, oh, you know, I'll be back again, a different variant. Do you think she's going to win? No, I don't. I I think that she will go far. I think she'll do well. But I just, like, I didn't think she was going to win season two either. Um, yeah. and, and actually now looking back at the like the top four we ended up with I don't know where she would have fitted into that uh, I can't see her winning I think that she will do well but that she'll like go out in the kind of like the, the, the third quarter So you think she will be more of a Cynthia Lee Fontaine than a Eureka? Exactly, exactly She's come along to show us her cuckoo again <laughs> and we will say thank you very much. We've enjoyed it, but uh, please leave now. Um... <laughs> I still, I think she's she's guaranteed top four material because she has the advantage. She's been there. She's filmed it already. She knows what they want. She's kind of had one t- one bite of the pie already. 
But I mean, that doesn't guarantee people like, I mean, like look at other queens who've come back like series to series. I mean, I guess Shangela came back season two and she did quite well on her season. She got mm. to the top five, wasn't it? Or was it top four? I can't remember. Um, but See, yeah, Series three is strange. But, actually, hard to but also, I suppose, like, most, like she's the first queen to go out that late in the competition with that good a track record and then get invited back. So she is kind of like the first to, um, she is sort of the first to, to be sort of, um, yeah, to be coming back in with like a proper kind of like anxiety factor for the other queens. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times queens who come back, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that person who got kicked out first, Miss Vanjie, who basically just got brought back because of a meme, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, like Shana admit. said, she'll bring the looks. Like, I think she had good looks the first time. But the, I, you know, Thank she has everything she could have brought with her for season two that's already made. Like she might only need to make another finale look. You know, she she has an advantage from that point of view. She definitely does. I would say though that I did not enjoy her Meet the Queens look. And also I thought of you, Keen, because there was a visible chair in her in her video. There was a visible <laughs> chair. <laughs> you know, I don't like to see that cheap furniture. <laughs> <laughs> She was the only one that I noticed, so I was like, why was she sitting down? <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice it either. Um, but she definitely was sitting down around. And I thought there was some harsh light in her as well. Like, she looked very washed out, I thought. Like, she kind of looked a bit sick. I think that was fully. just like her, like, was that not just kind of her, like, she always had that sort of, like, translucent skin. Yeah, but it looked, but I she didn't look, she didn't normally look sick. That looked sick in the McQueen's, but. Maybe it's it's like that thing, you know, when like you've taken the day off work sick, so you have to go in and kind of put on a bit of an act. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are you excited for the guest judges? I am very excited for the guest judges. We are getting like, I mean, we are getting some quality on the guest judges. I'm very excited for Nadine Coyle. We got a Nadine Coyle impersonation of Kitty Scott Claus very early on, which I'm, I'm excited for that. Clash of Titans. Nicola Coughlin, obviously someone that I'm very excited to see. Um, mm-hmm. Who is there? Was other, there's lots of other people I can't remember. There was a two. Baby Spice. Baby Spice, yes. I'd be excited to see her um, and maybe get like a Spice Girls challenge because it's 25 years since... since um, yeah, that could be the girl group challenge. You know, they're obviously iconic. Um, yeah. Oji Mabuse will be on it, which I think she's... I love her from Strictly, so we'll yeah. see. Maybe, hopefully she'll be choreographic or something like that. So, like... Cast-wise, it looks pretty, like, in terms of guest judge, it looks pretty stacked to be a good season. There were rumours on Race Chaser that the season was filmed, uh, like, kind of day to day. Like, each episode was one day. And that it was incredibly demanding on the queens. And they, it kind of impacts their mental health. And I wonder, is that going to come across in the final edit? That, like, you know, dance moves won't be as polished. You know, final edits of acting challenges won't be as good. First off, Charity Shop Sue. Yes, very excited for Charity Shop Sue. Though, what do we need to do to get Juno Birch as a guest judge on it? Juno Birch is too successful to be on the show, but she needs to be there as a guest judge. We need Juno Birch. But, um, yeah, I think... Yeah, we're, we're I, just I think put on the drag queens behind the panel, though. Like, well, no, we might like, see, like, you know, it could be like Jodie Harsh. I, to be fair, I reckon Charity Shop Sue is going to get the Jodie Harsh treatment of just being kind of, like, rocked in to the back of the room to stand over by like a couple of railings of clothes while Rue does some talking, um, which will be sad, but we'll take it. But I yeah. would, I, I do think that they are all, they're like, they are foolish to to not give the Queens enough time to like perfect those stuff. Cause it does make a difference when you see 
like when they have had time to rehearse properly for comedy challenges or for acting challenges or when they've had chances to like properly put together the like choreography because you know it, it reads as rushed and disorganized yes. and you see the stress it's causing and like by the end of the season people are getting so tired that like there just is like a real sense of kind of like you you as the viewer are kind of getting exhausted along with the queens um yes. but yeah so i hope I, I mean, I heard that as well in Race Chaser, and I do think that Willem seems to be pretty, like, spot on often with the, the gossip he gets. So, like, I would not be surprised if that was absolutely true. Um, but I, I hope that it isn't in this instance. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be kind of like a sherry pie elephant in the room that, you know, every time a sherry pie, we were, like, dead in the edit. We're like, maybe the edit's in there here. I, I, I think I'm going to be watching the whole season to be like... And maybe that's because they didn't have enough time. So mm. yeah, so it's gonna be a bit of a shadow, but we'll have to see how the how the series pans out. Uh, if I'm to push you for a winner right now, right here on this day. So the the person who really stood out to me, who's like meet the Queen's promo, I really enjoyed the most was Kitty Scott Claus. But I I don't necessarily see them winning. Uh, I could see Ella the Day winning, um, or if I turn my page back again so I can remember the name, um, yeah, Scarlet Harlot maybe. Um, I would like to see Theresa May getting to the like getting to the upper echelons, but I don't think we will, just because I like the like zany energy they bring. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna no, go Kitty Scott Claus. Kitty Scott Claus is who I want to win. Yeah, that's that's why I was as the winner. Kitty Scott Claus, Victoria, Victoria Stone. I'll have a day and Veronica Green as my top four. So I'll lock that in. Lock that in right uh, now. We, Quickly, get on. That means power. one of them is going home in like the first two weeks. Join us here on Friday morning to hear about how Kitty Scott Claus went home first. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of the season pod endorsement. <laughs> absolutely. In season two, we said Bimini, Tace, Lawrence and Joe Black. I think they were our top four. So we were like, we have three of the four. Oh yeah, we were actually. And I think we were very much like Joe Black is going to kill this season. Joe Black's going to be amazing. Yeah. And Joe Black went home first twice. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, like if, if instead of meaning that it was about kind of the person who was going to do the best in the conversation competition, it was going to be who had the biggest impact. I think you'd have to agree that Joe Black had the biggest impact with the H&M moment. Yes. Actually, Joe, you know I think we, I also had Jeannie Nevin in my top four, and she went on really as well. Yeah. So, well, it was always in my heart. I've actually ordered some fancy slice merch that should be arriving soon. So hopefully, <laughs> I can wear it while I'm recording Track Race UK. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we forgot to team our outfits today to wear our various Drag Race merch, you know, or, or our season yeah. pod hoodies, which, you know, we'll be, be ordering any day now. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, I think that, is that anything else you want to chat about UK? Anyone who's on, do you want to send us any questions about UK that you want us to answer? Uh, let us know. Uh, I can't believe it's here so quickly, to be honest. It's really stuck up. Uh, yeah, it really is. Like, I, because I, I, I even know from just some of the people I've been, I've been chatting to about Drag Race, like, there is a little bit of a fatigue at mm. the moment. I think people are kind of a bit, like, we've had, you know, 13 All-Stars, another UK, then, you know, if you are kind of a deep fan, you're, you've also had your 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 Spain and your Holland 
and you're down under. So there's a loss, you know, going going on. And I do wonder if they'd have been better maybe just pushing this out to next year, just to give people a bit of time to, you know, because also the other thing about it is, is that this is like season two of UK was so well received that they really need to like either match or exceed the, don't mention Holland, please. Oh, triggered. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that you either need to like exceed or match or at least match or, or exceed the um the, the the impacts that that had and I just don't see how they could possibly do that. Like well, I actually think I, I know this is kind of back in line with where it was for season one in terms of like the, the time frame, the, yeah. The of the year. But actually I loved it being like post Christmas and there's like a bit of a slump and it's dark outside, you don't have any money and just have the burst of like those fun British queens. Like I think it would I think it works much better there than I know it was, it, you know, it was tangential to the US, but still, like, it, I would have much rather have it early next year. Yeah, I, I also would have preferred to have it early <laughs> next year, but I suppose that they obviously wanted to get it back onto its regular kind of recording schedule so that Rue would be able to kind of stick it in with the many other um, franchises. Is Rue back for for Down Under Season 2? Or are they getting rid of Rue? I don't know. Are they having been, have they announced they're, Down Under? I don't think said that yet. Mm. Anyway, I think it'd be better without him. To be honest, I I do too. Like, and you know what? Controversy. I think UK would be better without him too. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that it would be nice to see where it would be at now with a with like not without RuPaul at the helm, with like kind of being having having it be a bit more, having it been allowed to kind of create more of it. Because I know we're not going to mention Holland in terms of the shit show that's been the season, but. Fred was has been a really good host and like has become his own personality, and I just think it would have been nice for an op- a nice opportunity for for a UK person who maybe would have understood the references a bit more fully and you know yeah like yeah. if you were to put together a Canada style panel of four people that you'd want to do to do to look after UK who would it be and Nancy Dickie wrote do we think season fourteen will be in January I think it is yeah. If not January, February, like I still think it's going to be early next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like, I mean, in terms of like who would be like a head judge, ooh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess like Jodie Harsh does seem like the most kind of maybe not as like, would you get Lily Savage back out of back out of uh, retirement? Probably not. Uh, in terms of like super well known UK drag queens who kind of have kind of transversed into the to the mainstream I, I can't really think of any I mean Jodie Harsh is probably the the most well known one but then she's do you think a... Brooke is the head judge in Canada? I think Brooke's the head judge yeah okay like I would say I would say that Brooke not, not, not the head judge but like the kind of the, the one who like the spokes judge it will say the spokes judge yeah I guess so they mostly said prior to tonight you're looking for but like I don't know, I would say like keep Graham and Alan and add like Lorraine Kelly and I don't know like Davine McCall or something. I, I'd love to look. Yeah, I'd love I'd love Lily Allen. I mean, I'd love Lily Allen just in general on on yeah. the show uh, or Billy Piper, who I also enjoy um, as a. I love Billy Piper, but I feel she's moved now. She's she's in a I hate Susie. I create high art. I you know I'm a I'm a feminist auteur now. I don't know how good she'd be on Drag Race. Well, controversial. Feminists can't like drag race. 
You heard it here first, people. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know if that's in her brand at the moment. Like, it's a sort of frivolous, you know, drag stuff. I don't know, maybe it is. I'd love to see her do it, but every time I see her recently, it's always kind of more serious stuff. Charlie Hyde. <laughs> oh, God. Get off my lawn. <laughs> that is my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just think I even keep Michelle. Oh, I don't know. It's just it's just so like after the episode one of last series, it's just so glaring that they definitely don't get the the the, the references. Mm, yeah, and then you wonder about like how much of the like the the queens like how much the queens then are like changing what they're like changing the stuff that they're doing to try and suit a more American audience rather than a UK yeah. audience. You know. But that being said. You know, we've got Nadine Coyle on there this time around. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it looks drag good. Yeah, maybe very Not at all. Never frivolous. <laughs> drag is politics. <laughs> Actually, though, it is, you know? It is. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah. What we're doing here is good work, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> we are politicians by definition, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, even we had the sense not to go to the Mighty Who Club, but anyway... Yeah, I kind of regret not going, but look, there you go. Maybe next year. Um, cool. All right, I think that's time to wrap it up. Unless there's anything else you want to say? No, I can't think of anything else. I'm trying to remember who the who the most famous British drag queen is that could host um, Drag Race UK season three, but I can't think of one. So you know, really, Jodie Harsh is pretty up there. Like, it's hard yeah. to be higher than Jodie Harsh, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, unless you got Katie Price to host us. Oh, that'd be great. She is basically. Like they, should, they should do a sort of loose women bit on the show. I do love loose women. Like, yeah, me too. I, I, don't know what, like, I guess they kind of have to do. I wonder though, actually, now, this is the thing, because they did EastEnders last year. I really want a Carnation Street acting challenge. Because I just think. What about Carnation... an acting challenge? Oh, now that would be. That would be iconic. You know, I might submit my CV as a producer for season four. Because, I mean, like, we come up with some gold. Mainly our goals, though, is looking at the television programs that were popular and oh, saying, yeah. what if they did that? Yeah, but what that's what the challenge. Do. That's literally what the producers do. Do we know DeGemper would be a good host, I think, as well? Because I think she can be stern and then she also have a laugh though, as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually do think the Vivian would be pretty good, too. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It has that authority there as well. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's all from us today. Thank you for watching. We will soon be producers of season four of UK. So, watch, watch out for that. Watch out for that. Watch out for that. <laughs> Where um, there'll be a podcast challenge. From, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you need to launch your own podcast and brand. <laughs> um, and we'll be back. It should be a challenge that they do do because a lot of the Greens end up making podcasts afterwards. So that should actually be a, a practical. Um, exactly. That's it. There'll be nothing more riveting than trying to <laughs> watch a queen figure out how to use um oh what's the name of that audacity, audacity? yeah <laughs> i can't get my microphone to sync oh no well do do an advert for casper mattresses you know do yeah. like do <laughs> that's it yeah
Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you with a new episode on Friday morning following the launch of UK3. I'm incredibly excited. I hope you are too. Let us know. Who do you like? Who do you think is going to win? Are you a Victoria Scone or a Victoria Scone? Let us know over on our Instagram page at and We'll chat to you on Friday. Bye! This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.